Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs, and we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we speak with Joe Newell, Campus Director for Chi Alpha Christian Fellowship at UNC Chapel Hill. Joe believes that we are spiritual beings. To watch the full video of this conversation, please check out the Being Reasonable YouTube channel. I really um, try to make this, we try to go on a journey together about it and really trying to, I really, really do my best to understand how you know what you know and how you've come to believe what you believe. And sure. I try to ask good questions and, uh, um, and, uh, and uh, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't <laughs> quite get there, but, but I, I, I try. Um, but do you have an important belief you wish to discuss? Yeah, I think it's one that's not only foundational to my own belief, but I think it's it's recognizable in others. Uh, you did send me, when you sent me the link. Well, the first thing I did was follow the link and listen to a number of the the guests that you had interviewed previously. And yeah. um, I think there's a common denominator there from a belief perspective. Not that we're all all these beliefs are the same. Okay. But from the starting point that. Um, I believe, first of all, that we are spiritual in nature. Now, I also believe that we have body, mind, and and soul as well, and that we live in a very material, naturalistic world. Uh, But I think inherently um, that each person is spiritual in nature, and I think that most human beings have a sense of it, even if we couldn't articulate it or understand it fully. And so I think that gets expressed across a lot of different religions or a lot of different belief systems, obviously. Um, but I think it's foundational to, to uh, our human existence and understanding who we are. Uh, I, I think I felt that need for a long time in my life, even though I didn't grow up in church, had already graduated from the university before I uh, came to follow, uh, follow Jesus. So um, my perspective from, from that end was there's something that I'm missing and I need, and in, in that belief process, I think what I've discovered is it's um, that, that relationship with God is the missing component. We are spiritual beings created in God's image uh, for relationship with Him and with each other. And when that's missing, then we all feel the lack. And, and then we kind of, I think we try to fill that in the best way that we can. We can. And for me, that was, that was certainly choosing to follow Jesus. So. Well, thank you for explaining your belief, and um, and if I understand your belief correctly, to sum, to summarize it, as you said, hmm. that we are spiritual in nature. Correct. And that is the fundamental belief, and and it'll help me, I think, if before we start talking about that more, hmm. and the more I've, more people have sat in the chair where you're sitting, um, especially when they use 
people have used the word spiritual. Mm. Um, it's um, I've, I used to assume a lot, and I shouldn't. And I really want to know what you mean by spiritual when you say spiritual in nature. Well, I think it it carries certainly the supernatural component to it, meaning that, that there's something to us beyond just what we see around us and what we can touch and feel and taste and see. And and what that may mean long-term or eternally speaking is that, that when these bodies quit functioning, right, they break down, they, they were going to stop at some point, that we do have a destination beyond just here. I do believe we've got a purpose and a mission while we're here to make it a better place and to represent God. I think there was, um, the Bible Project put it one way, it's it, we're here to, to represent creation to God and God to creation. And um, that's the purpose and mission right now, but we've got one beyond that that is still a mystery. It's not like we can look beyond death and go, okay, this is what it's going to be like. We can't, um, but I think we're designed for it, whatever comes next. And so it can, we carry on even when the physical dies. So there, by spiritual, I mean supernatural, and then something carries on when we die. On a, on a scale from one to seven, how confident would you say that your belief is true? Um, you know, there's, there's always a bit of mystery to belief, right? Faith is, has that component. There's, I think that's one thing we wrestle with students every day is, is at some point as human beings, we all have to come to a settling point of what we can know and what we can't know. And that's where the faith and the belief process comes in. But on a number scale, um, gosh, I I hate taking tests like this. But I would I would I mean I would I would put it high because I firmly believe it. But at the same time, recognize it could sound a bit arrogant to take a high number. But um, one to seven, yeah, I would say I feel pretty confident in that one at seven. I would I would put it there. Okay. And then um, on a scale from one to seven. Mm. How important is it for you that the things that you believe end up being true? How important is it that they become true? Well, they that they are true. true? That, that they, they are true. true. That they correspond with truth or reality. Oh, yeah. I, I think for me, that's one of the reasons why Christianity appealed to me from, from that side is um, I didn't have to check my intellect at the door to believe. And at the same time, I feel like... My sense of it is when I look at the human condition, I studied history in my under, for my undergrad degree and still love it to this day. When I look at the history of human beings on the planet, I come to recognize, at least for me, I think that Christianity best explains the human condition and well, best provides the remedy for it. You're getting to time. my next question, so and you're probably not going to know what I'm going to ask is, uh, how do you know that your belief is true? What is well, ultimately, I think that's where the mystery part comes in. I think belief is is there is a there's there's always going to be a certain amount of hope in your belief system that that it is true. Um, I think there's enough evidence through the course of of my following Christ that I would say these are kind of like more mile markers in my journey to confirm that at least I'm headed in the right direction. But it still leaves the, the destination open because I would look at the destination more in answer to your question is that that's more like the proof and, and that, hey, you know, this is true. Um, I think God asks us to trust him along the way. But along the way, you find certain experiences and encounters and relationship with him and, and through the scriptures that that kind of kind of egg you on a little bit like you're headed in the right direction even though you've not finished your course yet or you've arrived at a place of all-knowing we won't arrive at that place in any case 
not on this side, you know, without God revealing things to us. So. Okay. It's um, a rambling answer. I apologize well, no, for no, it. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to follow you. I really want to understand. So, um, so I'm, when asking the question, like, how do you know your belief is true? Yeah. And you're telling me, um, is it experience? Is it you're talking about kind of a journey? I'm trying to, you know, if you know something, and yeah. I just really want to know how you yeah. know it. I think it's it's certainly. I mean, I, I we all would love to just have a series of proofs that say this is this is true, and I know this to be true. Um, I think if we're all honest, we have to say at some level, I believe this to be true, rather than I know this to be true. But at the same time, um, I think it's back to our starting point. I think the relationship component that we were designed for to have with God. Um, solidifies that for me in feeling that I, I know it to be true, uh, even though I recognize fully that's an arrogant thing in a lot of ways, to a presumptuous thing to say. Um, but I know I need relationship, and the void confirms that in me, that it exists. I think C.S. Lewis, and I'm really bad at quoting people, so I'm paraphrasing drastically here. Um, C.S. Lewis said something along the lines of... Um, I, I believe in Christianity like I believe I see the sunrise, not because I can see it, but by it, I see everything else. And what I found is I understand myself and everything else around me better through my belief. And that helps confirm it for me to be more likely true than not true. Are you saying that the belief creates a framework from which the belief is true for you that it mm, that it makes sense to you um i'm really trying to understand um i'm just not there because <laughs> <laughs> right. what you know you know at a seven and i and help me help me know how you, i mean that's a really solid that is a very strong, intense belief, and you know something, and yeah. and uh, um, and I would just, you know, uh, there has to be, I think, an inner an, an inner peace that comes to you in the knowing process. Like, um, for example, sometimes you come to a crossroads in your life, and you've got opportunities and decisions to make. Which am I going to take this job? Am I going to do this thing in my life? Um, and as a believer, I would kind of sit at that intersection of life in a sense, and, 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 and provide it to God and put it before God in prayer. And when the peace came to me about a direction to take, then, then I, might, I might take that, that direction. Um, it okay. doesn't guarantee him an outcome, a good outcome even. It may guarantee me a hard road. Um, I suspect a lot of us would say that if, if, I, if, um, if I knew the road that I was going to have to take to follow, follow God every day, maybe I wouldn't have taken that road, and which is why a lot of times it's not revealed to you but okay yeah. i think i'm getting closer so i think you're saying the belief and please correct me if i'm wrong with no, that but the belief has given you a direction and then when you are on this path yeah. and it's it's you feel it somehow that you're on you're going in the correct way or the correct direction right right 
Yeah, I think there's also a sense of, of just knowing inside. Knowing, I, I guess maybe there's two, a couple different kinds of knowing we're talking about right now. Yeah, you know, knowing like, um, I know that house across the street is there. You know, I can go put my hands on it. I can, I can, I can walk through it. In a, in a lot of ways, I know it's there. I think with, with belief, there's also a, a knowing that comes of, um, of residing in a place that you know you're supposed to be. And whether that's in a relationship or, you know, a, a place in life that you just have an inner peace that you can't manufacture yourself. And, and I think that's probably what drives my confidence in my belief is that there's, there's, a, there's a confidence that comes outside of, from outside of me. Because if I just go day to day, there's plenty of worry and fears and doubts and things that are going to come sure. that, that I'm going to wrestle with on my own. Sure, sure. Yeah. Could someone have that really strong sense of knowing and that, um, like you said, like you just know it and it's a different mm -hmm. kind of knowing, yeah. yet come to a, a different conclusion than you've come to? Or, like a, or with your sense of knowing, mm. are you... If you know something as, as, as strongly as you know something, mm -hmm. that there's only one conclusion that you'd be able to come to, and that would be your belief. Yeah, I think it kind of begs the question is, uh, you know, a lot of people will object to the traditional Christian stance that Jesus is the only way to God, let's say. And um, so the, then it kind of opens it up to is... Um, why would you be so dogmatic and strong about, like, let's say, Christianity or belief in Christ is the only way back to God versus Buddhism or Hinduism or any other ism that might exist or atheism, you know, if it was true, um, might be the way to go. But um, someone put it to me this way. It's, it's kind of a simplistic answer, but, um, you know, why does there have to be more than one way? If you were in need of saving in a in an ocean and someone threw you a life preserver you probably wouldn't turn it away if that was the option um now again i get that that can sound very very arrogant and dismissive of other religions and people's beliefs and i don't mean it that way i just to me again i think and i don't take it that way this well i, yeah, hope, yeah, I, just, I, I really I mean, don't mean yeah, it that yeah, way just, at all yeah, um yeah. and i've got i've I interact with a lot of students and a lot of people that yeah, yeah. aren't of the same belief system that, that you know, I operate in. But I, I find it to resonate true within me, which yeah. I think would, to me, is a very, it's like it should be there. It should, it should exist, that kind of piece of knowing inside yourself to a very strong degree, even if it's not 100%. It should resonate with you if that's what you were created for. You know, that's why I kind of started with if, if you are a spiritual being created in the image of God and for relationship with God, then there should be an exchange and like in any relationship that, that should happen. And there should be a, a confidence of, OK, I'm in the right place with the right person. And this is a thought experiment I've used many times before. And this maybe will help me understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. And so if Timmy is sitting, Timmy is sitting next to you and Timmy, let's say, uh, is a uh, Muslim mm -hmm. and. Uh, Timmy, uh, with that, with the same intensity that you know, that knowing that you know that your God is true, Timmy, with that same intensity, knows that his God, Allah, is true to him. Sure. 
And if I'm just a third person, I really want, and I just see you guys talking, and I really want to know mm. what's more objectively true in the world. Yeah. Is there a way I can find out? Is it between you guys talk? Or is there something I can glean from the conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think you can. I think any person should should endeavor to do that, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, when we're on campus and uh, at the university and students from various backgrounds, you know, like tomorrow, for example, we'll be out in the in the pit area right in front of the student union, just meet, trying to connect with students. So about four hours we'll be out there, just have a connection table, giving away free cookies tomorrow. And anyone that wants to engage further can. And, and I think they should. I think yeah. I think we've. Um, and, and maybe the Christian churches at fault over history for this too is we've become a little bit defensive about the idea of someone coming from a different perspective on, on belief and faith. Um, I think that's an, an answer to the question that we were kind of, I probably was not articulating very well, but in regards to this, I think um, I have confidence that that if you have confidence in your belief and you really feel that you know this to be true, then you trust that those that are exploring it and, and plumbing the depths, so to speak, and investigating it will, will, find, will find the truth along the way, which is why if Timothy's sitting next to me, I'm wholeheartedly endorsing him to present his belief system alongside of mine. And, and I would encourage you to, or anyone else for that matter, to, to truly explore it. But you're going to do that, you're going to have to dig, right? You can't, mm -hmm. I think it's one of the things that we're, we're struggling with in our culture today is that, um, I see this with even my own kids at home. They walk around, I'm pointing to my phone now, we walk around with the, so much information, the history of the world in your pocket, and we're absorbing so much that I think the tendency is that your mental sponge kind of gets filled up and <laughs> overloads at some point. And so we just slap labels on things and we tend to know so many things, but only at a surface level that we never dive into it. But to do that on a faith perspective, whether it's Islam or Christianity or some other form, you're going to have to you're going to have to read the scriptures. You're going to have to get some commentaries together to help you to understand sure. uh, those, the context in which they were all written and who they were written to and those types of things. And if you're willing, I, I, you know, I trust that you'll, you know, yeah. you'll come out where you need to be. I guess what I'm thinking is if Timmy was sitting where you were sitting, I could envision Timmy saying basically the same thing that he believes really intensely in sure. the Quran, and and if you really want to know what he knows, you re you need to read the Quran. You need to really, you know, follow him and know what he's and really kind of dig deep. And sure. and, and and you're telling me. You telling me they're pretty much the same thing, and my I guess what I'm where I'm left with is that, and tell me if this is not correct, mm -hmm. that intensely believing a belief that is true, mm -hmm. and intensely believing a belief that may not be true, yeah, might feel feel the same. It might feel. That knowing might feel the same um, to each person, sure. But it seems that we're saying that they're they're that the belief itself is at odds with each other. Yeah, I mean, you would expect someone if they believe something to be wholly dedicated to that yeah. to that belief, um, which is why, honestly, when you asked me the first one to seven <laughs> question, yeah. I didn't want to answer seven. But at the same time, I think I was thinking to myself, well. 
you know, either you're all in on this or you're, or you're not all in on this at the same time. And, and I get that that doesn't leave really much wiggle room for even myself. But why all in? I'm just trying to understand, like, why? Because when I think about beliefs, I believe yeah. most beliefs I don't, I don't know where I'm at a seven at. I really don't. I'm yeah. just trying to think of, I'm, might be, I'm just have to think about it for a second. But um, is, it, is it admirable to be at a seven? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would look at it in those terms necessarily, but I would expect it. If Timothy's sitting next to me, I would expect him to believe through and through what he believes. Or if someone believes in, I think you had someone on your podcast, for example, that was uh, a believer in Taoism, I believe. You yeah. know, I would mm -hmm. expect you to be fully, fully in engaged with your heart, mind and soul in that, in that prospect as well. Um, Do we, would we think that Timothy's belief is less true if he believed it at a 6.5? I'm sorry, say that again? Would we feel less confidence that, confident that mm -hmm. Timmy's belief is true if he believed it at a 6.5? Not necessarily. Not oh. necessarily. Okay. Um, I yeah. mean, I wouldn't diminish anyone's faith for not being 100% you know, in. And when you asked me that earlier, I was kind of assigning it... Um, really to the, the origination where I think is the best explanation of who we are as as beings on the planet and in the universe. And um, in that sense, yeah, I, I I can't find a better explanation at this time. Is is there one? Maybe. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I never try to close my mind completely off to it. But when it comes to, to belief at some point, you know, you have to either choose to believe or, or, or not believe. That doesn't mean we don't wrestle with stuff. You know, we all wrestle with doubts about our own yeah. beliefs throughout our whole lives it's not a it's not like oh i got it all figured out everything's smooth sailing here the rest of the way um it's not we deal with death and sickness and suffering sure, in sure. the world and a whole lot of things that that bring into question you know what you believe so well maybe if i asked you the other way would it be would there be i know you're at a seven but what could there something that would happen to make you even more intense about the belief like even stronger like like like, I know you're way up there, but right. it's something that, you know, you experience in your life or that or more of a knowing, as you mentioned, I think that's how you know what you know. Yeah. Is there something that could happen that would increase the knowing? I don't. Um, yeah, I, I suppose there could be definitely. But I think it would have to come from outside the natural realm. In other words, I think God would have to reveal himself in some way that you just have to sit back and go okay this is this could only be god ah, this right. can't this can't be something that joe just thought up and thought this would be a good idea or someone else manipulated you yeah. into believing you just have to it have to come from outside with no other explanation but i think in that case something like that i mean something miraculous that um, although we have a great capacity, I think, as human beings to rationalize away just about even the miraculous things in the world, too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So, right. Something miraculous happened. And yeah. I guess maybe what we're saying is miraculous is like something mm, tangible. Like, mm. like, I mean, are we seeing like, like, I'll I'm give, just trying to think of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. Um, many years ago, my dad passed away. He had a lot of heart and health issues, um, but he was in the hospital, he was in the IC unit, and we were there with him around the clock. My brothers and I were just taking rotations, yeah. making sure someone was there, and in walked a, a friend of my brother's, and uh, we didn't expect to see him, and so I said, well, what are you doing here? And he said, well, actually, 
Uh, he says, I came to the hospital because my grandfather is up on the third floor and he's, he's going to pass away soon. He's got a hole in his heart. Hmm. And so they've called the whole family in. They want to say proper goodbyes. There's nothing else medically can be done. Um, and then I heard that you guys were here because of your dad, so I just thought I'd stop in, yeah. um, which was a really generous gesture of him. Well, my dad, the next day, had a massive heart attack and was just gone instantly. Mm. There was nothing they could do for him. Yeah. His grandfather, on the other hand, beyond any explanation, the hole in his heart closed up. Mm. And they sent him home, and I don't know how many more years he lived after that because this was 90, maybe 1994. Yeah, 94. Mm. Um, that was beyond any explanation. Um, I think there's a lot of data that's coming out now in the medical field from doctors who have worked in their field for many years and the correlation between prayer and things happening in the physical realm that are beyond explanation or beyond medical explanation at this time. doesn't mean you couldn't come up with a medical explanation later, but for what we know right now, medically, biologically, and otherwise. Um, so I think those things go a long ways to, to kind of reinforce that, that belief. But at the same time, I think you could just go, well, maybe the doctors were wrong. Um, I know someone, a couple right now, that um, were told unequivocally they couldn't have children. Just absolutely no way they could have children. And um, and took them a long time to process that and eventually processed it through like a blog. And a month or two later found out miraculously, or however you classify it, that they were pregnant when there was, you know, seemingly no way for that to happen. So, so you're at a seven and, and there are things that um, what would make you even go even higher I know you're very high of course high as you can go but right. but more confident in the belief is is that more experience with things that you can't explain and um, I mean I think you'd have to find a correlation there though between the thing happening and 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 your belief like there's plenty of things that happen that we can't explain that ha don't seemingly have a connection to to our belief systems. But if, if there is, for example, I have been praying daily or other people along with me have been praying daily for this specific thing to happen. And, and of course, that's written all throughout the scriptures and for, for Christians as well. When you read the Bible, you, you see all these acts of miracles and things that, that, that God does. And um, so that's kind of written into the fabric of the belief system at the same time. But when you, you can connect specific targeted beliefs with the actual occurrence, I think there's more likely than that you'd go, okay, this really reinforces. It reinforces. Yeah, right, it reinforces yeah. my faith at that point. So, And so are you saying that, you know, if you prayed for a certain thing and other people prayed for a certain thing uh, day after day after day, and then um, the opposite, whatever that is, the opposite happened, would you become less confident in the belief? Or the, it, it you would... I know you'd become more confident if it happened, right, right? But would you become less confident if it didn't happen? Um, I think there's certainly that possibility. Yeah. Um, do I think it? I don't think it's a it's a guarantee that the opposite would happen. Just like I don't think it's actually a guarantee, even if the if the thing that you prayed for happened miraculously. Uh, I've I've known people that over time have kind of said, well, maybe that wasn't what I thought it was, and just kind of let it go, and it didn't reinforce their faith. But I don't think the, on the opposite side of that, too, I don't think it's a guarantee that you would mm -hmm. it would draw away from your faith, um, because one of the uniquenesses about, I think, Christianity and the way we view ourselves within it is that a lot of the, the things that don't go right in the world are human cost. 
Okay. And um, and so you can pray for something. God doesn't trample on our autonomy, I don't believe, in order to make something necessarily happen. Uh, I, I don't see him, although I still believe God intervenes in the, in the affairs of, of human beings, I don't think he does it in such a way as to control and, and, and force people, especially as it relates to relating to him. But what that means, I think, in this situation is if I pray for something, I pray for something, and it just doesn't, just doesn't happen. The person doesn't get healed or sure. the thing that I want, I, I desperately need to happen. You know, maybe there's, there's, there's a whole lot of things at play there that I'm not aware yeah. of that prevented it from happening. Um, why God would choose not to interact in, or, or act upon it in that. I, I couldn't begin to guess. I don't. I don't know. So I think what you're telling be. me is that there are certain scenarios, or certain things that could come along, certain things that happen, that would strengthen your belief. But, but on the other side, that there's not much that could happen to let make you less confident in your belief. That it's 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 easier to fall this way than probably from a seven to a seven point one than it would be like from a seven. To a six point nine, I think what you're for saying. For me, for me personally, I, I I think that to be true. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. We will continue our conversation with Joe Newell as he discusses his belief that we are spiritual beings. Right after this short break. I can't find it's the past If suddenly I've disappeared Nothing to be feared I'm going back to Dundee By the North Sea If suddenly I can't be found No, I'm safe, safe and sound In the West End of Dundee If suddenly 
Are you enjoying the program and wish to help? Please leave us an Apple Podcast review. Thanks. It's easier to fall this way than probably from a 7 to a 7.1 than it would be like from a 7 to a 6.9, I think what you're for saying. Me, for me personally, I, I think that to be true. But, you know, if I read the story of Job, for example, and I see all of just, it's not just one terrible thing that he went through. If, there's, if I see a series, if I had to go through a series of really difficult things that just never let up and seemed to rob me of all, all things uh, that I, that I held dear. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, could, I could see certainly moment to moment that it would undermine, it would take that, that belief down a few notches. Now, where the ultimate out, where I would come out, hopefully would be still, you know, back where I started, but not necessarily. So that would be a kind of a temporary, like a temporary thing. Yeah, I, I think if we're yeah. all honest, there's things that we go through in life where it's loss of a loved one or some other things that are just extremely sure. difficult to go through. Sure. There, there, there are stretches where we definitely struggle with our faith. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if we're, maybe it'll help if we talk about um, Timmy's belief mm-hmm. in Allah, and let's say, you know, make it easier to talk about that. You know, Timmy believes his belief at a seven, and he could easily or more easily become more confident in his belief, and be very, very difficult for him to come become less confident in his belief. Mm-hmm. How can we show Timmy? Yeah. How can we? It seems like it's going to be very difficult to. Sh- to, to uh, help Timmy adjust his confidence in his belief if it needs to be adjusted. Right. And it could, maybe he needs to adjust it to be more confident. I don't, you know, right. and, or less. But it, how could we help him to adjust his, his, confident in his, his confidence in his belief? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I, I kind of don't look, it, look at it that way, I guess. Oh, okay. In the sense that, do I want Timothy to believe what I believe? Yeah, I, I do. Right, you know, because, right. But yeah. um, I think I, um, if I want Timothy to be like me, then I win Timothy through modeling what I believe well. Um, again, explaining uh, my faith well, uh, being consistent in the way that I live it. Um, I mean, many of us Christians and, and I suppose just people in general, um, you know, have undermined our own belief before people just by the way we've we've behaved or taught, uh, talked or or even voted for that matter. Um, but I think I think by witnessing to Timothy, I would try to win him to my side, and and honestly, at times to, in that process to go, if he asked me something that I didn't know, 
just to say I don't know. Um, and we tell our students that all the time that, um, you know, I, I will do my best to give you an answer that I'm highly confident in. But there, there may be times where I just go, I don't know. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that just, unsettles us as human beings. We don't like that answer. Sure, sure. Right. And um, I, I, I'm just envisioning a scenario like where Timmy, you know, really tries to explain it and he really mm -hmm. tries to model it to you. And he's very consistent right. with the way he lives his life. Sure. And um, by all accounts, he's a good person and, you know, he's charitable. And 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 I um, is there a, a, a is there a test? Is there something we can do? Is, it, is it, are we are we just is this is as far as we can go? I. I I think, I think one thing that I would point out to Timothy or anyone that didn't believe what I believe is the fundamental difference uh, I think that you find in Christianity is, is grace, is that, and what's meant by that is the unmerited favor of God, right? It's, it's uh, when you read 2 Corinthians, we're challenged to be Christ's ambassadors to reconcile others back to God. That's, that's our mission on the planet. And, but... Sorry, what is grace? I'm just uh, to, to reconcile others back to back to God. So there's there's been a void. You know, if you take the the garden scene um, from Genesis, and there was a there was a break in the relationship by Adam and Eve's sin against God, and, and trying to set themselves up to be like God. I mean, it's essentially what happens there. And essentially, what I think is we've been wrestling with as human beings ever since is um, we're we're wrestling with that, but we can't earn our way back. To a right to a right standing in the relationship with God, God instead offers that to us uh, through Christ Himself, rather than us earning our way back. And that's a fundamental difference, I think, not only between Christianity and Islam, but a lot of ways of operating within a belief system is is a lot of belief systems are built around I have to do X number of things or certain types of things in order to get my standing back. Before God, so it seems like there is a test we can do, and that is overall this level of grace. Yeah. In that, in Christianity, we would expect overall to see a higher level of grace, and and then maybe uh, Islam or another religion. So how could we how could we know that? How could we see like higher levels of grace in one religion versus another religion? How can we test for that? How can you test? Well, I mean, if you really wanted to do, do some analytics, I think you could do it, um, but that'd be really hard to do because so much of it happens organically, you know, person to person, neighbor to neighbor. Um, churches, certainly, if you look at churches in America, you know, everything from food banks to shelters to orphan care and on and on, you see an expression of that. And, and I think it's the one thing that drives us as Christ followers greatly is that we recognize that we're receiving forgiveness without having earned it. And, and, and this grace comes to us from God himself to us. And therefore, we are, we are challenged and driven to express that back out to people around mm. us. Those that certainly, to everybody, really, without, without um, qualifications to it. So we could, I presume we could do a test in the sense that um, if we didn't know people's religion and, and then we, we, you know, we found out how much, how much, you know, people gave to charities or food banks, and then, yeah. and then, we would be able to test for that. Like overall, 
you know, once we realized who gave the most, that Christ, Christ, people who are Christian gave the most to charities and the most charitable, and yeah. as opposed to other religions or non-religions, probably. I, I think it would be an indication that you're on the right track with with that. Um, I wonder for, if that's been done. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think it happens so every day and so organically within the context of relationships that that um, it'd be hard to quantify it. It'd be hard to measure it in some way. If I think. we were to run that test for some reason, and they didn't bring in ten thousand people, and I have no idea what would happen. <laughs> but let's say yeah. for whatever reason. Um, People who prayed to Allah were more charitable, more giving than yeah. all the other religions. Sure. Would you then be less confident in your belief or that wouldn't change? Yeah, I, I think I would ask why. You know, and certainly, I mean, atheists can be more charitable than I can be. Um, it's, not a, it's not a competition in that sense in any case, but... Um, and, and I just say that because you're, I think you're telling me that that is something that we a way we could differentiate you and Timmy's belief and I'm just well I think well I think it's it differentiates us in the sense that in our relationship to God right not necessarily in the the measurable outcomes in in life per se although yeah. I do believe that I should be generous with my time and with my uh, with my life and, and everything that I can be because God has been so extravagantly generous towards me um, it's not that God's demanding it of me, but I, I feel so blessed to have God do that for me that I feel propelled and compelled to do, to do the same for others. I think, it's, I think it's a strong indicator. It's like one of those things as you're measuring, like, does it take you up like a little notch or down a little notch? It actually could have the, it could have the more powerful impact on the negative side, meaning that if you see a Christian, it's like, oh, man, you're, you're saved by grace, but I don't see you extending grace to your neighbors, it can yeah. very quickly, you know, take away from that because it's expected of you. And, and then maybe that's part of it is it's is what do you expect of people and then why do they do it kind of thing. I, so. I think you're telling me that that's not a test now, I think. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. I, yeah. I, like I said, I think it's, it's, it, it indicates that, that a person is practicing what they believe um, but when it comes to grace, I, 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 don't, I, was, I still wouldn't consider it a test. I just think it's different. The way Christianity views grace, the way reconciling the human being to God, how that happens within the framework of Christianity is only made possible through grace. It's not made possible by earning, right, versus other religions where you may have to, you have to accomplish certain things. You have to do certain things. You have to show that you deserve Deserving's got nothing to do with it in, in, in Christianity. God says, because I love you, I'm doing this. I'm extending this grace to you. So yeah. um, I, I think for us as human beings, then we practice it very imperfectly going forward. So that's why I'm, I'm always kind of hesitant. We do it well sometimes and not so well other times. Um, you know, I, my wife and I were licensed as foster parents. And we foster. So are we. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, it's not a test, but when you look around the room, you know, you spend weeks and weeks with a, a group of people. They're all getting licensed as foster parents. And uh, when you hear their stories and you realize um, the more, well over half are probably doing so out of their faith base um, versus, you know, there's other reasons in the room why people do it, certainly. And, and 
and I would never say, I mean, people can definitely do it out of the goodness of their heart, mm -hmm. as we measure goodness in people. Um, but I think as we measure goodness in people, it's, you know, it's, it's also an imperfection. There's no, you know, if something is good, it has to always be good and never not, not good. It, and to me, that's a perfection, and only God can hold that. But it doesn't mean that as image bearers of God, we don't practice that in life. Hopefully we do. That yeah. we do a lot more of, of doing good in the world than we than you know than bad in the world. So let's just as a thought experiment. Mm -hmm. Let's suppose, and this is not my idea. <laughs> someone um, thought of this. And uh, let's suppose you're given a box. Yeah. And you open the box, and if you open the box, you are given this gift of perfect truth. A perfect what? Perfect truth. Perfect truth, okay. If your belief didn't happen to be true, obviously I'm not saying that, but if it did not happen to be true, would you want to open that box? Would I want to open that box? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I, obviously I can say that almost flippantly, right? Because it's a thought experiment rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. It's something I have to live out. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, um, How would your life change, do you think? You know, it, it would depend greatly on what that truth is that we've discovered, you know. Um, it's like some people the think... The truth of if your belief. I'm just... Right. And, and I know So we're basically saying kind of almost... Yeah, we're kind of saying almost as a negative image here, meaning like then that would mean that my truth is not... My belief is not true. Um, or at least it's only partially true, you know, let's say. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think about that, about things I believe, and I'm just not your belief. Like, right. you know, something I intensely believe that if I open the box, but I mean, would I want to open the box in the sense that yeah. if, I, if it's a belief that would change everything, like if it's a belief that would change yeah. my job, my marriage, my, you know, would I really want to open the box? I, I, I asked myself that, you know, and yeah, and so I, I just I, I think know. I for me, absolutely. In fact, I would say, and maybe this is a kind of a corny way to say it, but I think I've already opened that box. Um, I, I told you earlier that you know I didn't grow up in church. My idea growing up at church was you sit on a wooden bench and see what goes to sleep fastest, your head or your rear end, right? And that was kind of my concept, and be really quiet along the way, um, but. Somewhere along the way in uh, my mid-twenties, uh, I opened a box that, that on the box at least it was labeled, this is, this is true, this is truth, this is, this is who you are, who God is, and, and I opened it. Um, and I think I've been exploring that box ever since. Yeah, I don't know that I've explored it. I, I definitely haven't explored the whole box. But. And if Timmy said that he's opened that box? Yeah, sure. Where I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think you have to taste and see for yourself, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I, I think that's really critical, important in, in our society today that we do that, on, certainly on the belief level, but in a lot of, a lot of things that we just we avoid anymore yeah. because it's uncomfortable or it, it doesn't have easy answers to it. And I know I'm projecting myself as, oh, I've got easy answers, but they're actually, they're actually not, not easy to come by at all. Yeah. Um, you take a step of faith and you start exploring and somewhere along the way you either believe in it or you don't believe in it. It still doesn't arrive you at a place of, uh, you know, 
complete understanding and 100% confidence that I'm definitely here now. I've got it, you know, so. And as we talked about, the reason why, or one of the reasons why I do this show, this podcast, Mm -hmm. is that um, we seem to have large segments of our population who believe really strong, intense beliefs about things. And sometimes these beliefs are completely at opposite opposed to each other and and uh, trying to work through that trying to think of how can we bridge this how can we with both we have two groups and they both believe so strongly and both can't be possibly true um i'm concerned that you know if both with the intensity of those beliefs yeah there's no way that one group could discover that their belief is incorrect if it was incorrect right and it's and it's even more difficult for that to occur when beliefs are rooted in cultures and and generations as well especially if that's the only thing you know yeah um i do think that that's rapidly changing very rapidly changing in america you know it's you don't have to go back too far that a lot of people would profess and some people do still today that america is a christian nation let's say um, I worked in many countries overseas. Um, my wife and I were overseas for a long time before we ever came to the university to do what we're doing now. And, and in those cultures, you get a very different perspective on the world and belief systems that exist out there. But if that's all you've ever known and you've never been exposed to anything else, I think that's my biggest worry for America is we're, we're, we're too quick to avoid it. To avoid the conversation. Yeah, and, yeah I um, agree. And which is why I love what you're doing. I think... Um, it's it's so necessary that that we can journey together even if we don't come to the same conclusions. And in the spirit of that, thank you, thank you for coming and, and speaking with me. And and um, I think just you know us talking and having a conversation, yeah. you know, maybe we can get somewhere, you know. Um, and uh, and you know, I can just ask you about your beliefs, and we can. It just explore it together and not, you know, get emotional about it, or upset about it, and yeah. uh, and uh, and uh, I really, you know, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. I think I think ultimately we all have to decide for ourselves, and um, but in that process, I encourage myself and and all of us to, hey, let's explore around. Let's let's see what other people believe, and let's let's see. Am I am I in the right box? You know, did I open the correct box, or is there another box that maybe I should explore? I mean, I feel pretty confident I'm in the right box at this point, but at the same time, um, uh, I never want to close myself off to or or dismiss people from where where they're at because they're different than me. I think that's just one of the worst things that we could probably do. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon. And you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week.
Now that's what I call funky. Enjoy funk. Strength long overdue. 